Well, you know, uh, we need to do all, <clears throat> all of the basic things. Um, uh, update your systems. Um, Windows 11 is being pushed everywhere now. Um, so if you have the system that can handle it, do that right away. Um, but be careful because that uh, um, that update is good. But if your system isn't quite up to date, it's really going to bog your system down. Um, so uh, if you have some older technology, it might be time to invest in some newer technology. Um, and, and that's also a security reason. Uh, you know, Windows 11 is a very secure operating system. But, but do your updates um, and, and make sure that you're changing your passwords on a frequent basis or at least using a long passphrase so you don't have to use that uh, anymore. Um, and, and I think for, you know, for starters, that, that's a good starting point to, uh, to start to protect yourself. John, often with our home computers, whether it be a laptop or desktop, we'll get the pop-up windows in the bottom right. We'll say, you need to update your security or you should jump onto this security is that imaging, marketing, or are those needs? Uh, th- those are needs. Um, the way that the antivirus software um, works is that they're based on, on signatures. Every, every virus that's out there, every malicious piece of software has, has certain telltale signs, fingerprints, if you will. And um, those signatures need to get updated frequently, and that's done by the company that makes your antivirus software. So when you see that and it says you need to update, what that means is, um, some new virus or probably viruses, plural, are out there, um, and, and there's new signatures that you have to defend against. So what you're getting with that are these new signatures to protect against the new threats. There you go. Okay, John, now the other side when we're talking about home cybersecurity, what are things that we do on our computers that kind of open the door, unfortunately, and open us up to a cyber attack? Uh, well, you know, believe it or not, um, uh, we, were, we were talking about this in my network authentication security class last night, and, and uh, I told my students I was coming on this morning, so they, they gave me some uh, ideas. Uh, so um, I think the big thing right now that the, the students were concerned about it were scams that are coming through an email, and that certainly makes us vulnerable, or even, even with texts. Um, so right now there's hur- hurricane relief scams out there, um, student loan forgiveness scams are going on, there's an Amazon um, scam coming through on, on folks' phones that I'm hearing about. Um, and, and so being aware um, and, and being ever vigilant for that kind of thing is really the, the first level of protection. But, but that leads us into, you know, the, everybody's favorite new, uh, new, new toy in the hacking world, which is uh, the phishing scam where they send you an email and, and it looks legitimate, and, and that's where these scams get in there. So these, these hurricane relief scams might look like they're coming from Red Cross or something like that. Um, student loan forgiveness, you know, they might put a picture of Joe Biden uh, in there or something like that to make it look like it's really coming from the government. Um, and, and so that's, uh, you know, where we have to take that moment and pause and just think, you know, hey, uh, is this legitimate? Let me verify this. Uh, and another area um, uh, that the students are seeing, actually a lot of them at this point are interning their co-oping somewhere, uh, and, and they're seeing a reluctance for this two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, and, and that's when you go and log in to Facebook or something like that, and, and they want to send you a code to your phone or to your email um, to verify that that is you logging in. Uh, and and we definitely want to make that move. I mean that is that is the equivalent of having a pin on your ATM card, or or needing to put in your uh, your zip code when you're pumping gas and you use a credit card. That kind of thing. It, it verifies that that it, it, you are you uh, in as much as anything can. 
Um, so, so I'm, you know, I'm asking people to, to please quit being reluctant to, to multi-factor authentication. It is a necessary evil in today's world. Boy, I agree with you. Dr. John Nicholas is with us, University of Akron Professor, Computer Information Systems. John, take us to the small business or business itself. We hear the word ransomware out there. Talk about where we are right now, 2022, in the fight against cyber attacks slash ransomware. Uh, well, uh, you know, it, it's an ongoing fight because, uh, you know, the attackers continue to morph. Um, 2021 was a big year for, for ransomware attacks. I think that's calmed down a little bit largely because the word has gotten out um, and, and, and people are doing some smart things. But yeah, the key to preventing getting hit really hard by ransomware is, is backups, um, both uh, you know, if you're a small business and and you can't afford much, you know, certainly you can you can run out to you know, the store somewhere and buy uh, a hard drive. They have uh, a removable USB hard drives now that have built-in software that automatic will back up your entire system and then it will incrementally back it up as as things change. Um, that's that's you know a solution that you can probably get away with for a couple hundred dollars. Um, I would also recommend using a hybrid. Uh, situation where you put you put some stuff up on the cloud. Um, now, if you're a small enough business, you can probably get away with just using a, a Google Drive or iCloud type situation. Uh, if you're a little bigger, um, you might want to look into some of the bigger uh, cloud services like like Amazon or Microsoft or Google. Um, uh, but you know, if you get hit with ransomware, um, all all of your stuff is encrypted. But if you have it backed up somewhere else, you don't have to pay the ransomware. Uh, you just have to restore your files that you have backed up, and and that's the best way to defend against that. With us is Dr. John Nicholas, Professor, Computer Information Systems. Backups are a key. Boy, I remember at the infant stages of the computer world, you would do the backups and the big floppies. Now you can back up in a couple of different ways, but a little education on the best ways to do that, John. Uh, well, um, you know, it, I, I am a big fan of what what now is uh, called the hybrid apo- approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have I have a Google Drive. Um, I, I, I use a, uh, a system. I also have Dropbox. And I also have iCloud. So I'm you know being in the field I'm in, I'm probably a little a little more paranoid than most. Um, but I but I have everything on my cloud uh, or everything backed up on the cloud in three different places. Um, and, and at the University of Akron, we, we use uh, uh, we use Microsoft Office. Uh, 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 OneDrive, um, so we, we do that there as well. Um, but I also have I have four different uh, two gigabyte hard drives um, that uh, that I rotate through and back up my files eh, probably once every couple months on there because I keep them on the cloud. Um, but but that's really the way to do it. It's just to you know get a little cloud space. You know go out and buy go out and buy a, a two gig or a four gig hard drive. It'll cost you a little bit of money, but in the long run, uh, it will certainly pay off. John, if you're a business owner or you're a manager of a business, supervisor and such, and you're having a a staff meeting about education with cyber attack awareness, what would you be telling your staffs to not to do and what to be on the lookout for? Uh, well, I uh, the first thing I would talk about is to is to be very vigilant when it comes to uh, to emails. Um, uh, in fact. Um, uh, a lot of folks at the University of Akron um, recently received an email uh, that says, uh, you know, somebody sent a copy from a Xerox machine. 
um, you know, because you can now uh, email directly from a copy machines. Um, but nobody knew this person's name, and, and they emailed an attachment there. Um, and, and, and the good news is I was proud of all of my students. N- none of them opened it. We were having a conversation with one of them because he wondered where it came from. And, and so we got to have this discussion last night, actually. And that is if you receive something from somebody uh, and it has, especially if it has an attachment, a PDF, a Word doc, special, especially anything that's like a .exe file, um, which is an executable file, um, don't open that attachment right away. Um, if at all, I, w- I would. So if I get if I get an email from you and it has an attachment, first thing I'm going to do is is you know email you back at a different address, or I'm going to try to give you a call and say you know hey Ray, did you send this to me? And if you said no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Then then I know for sure it's a scam. Or if you did if you and if you did, I know it's okay to open it. Um, same thing with any link that comes inside of an email. If you if you're not 100% sure. Um, where that email came from, or if it looks suspicious anyway, or if your spidey sense is tingling, so to speak, um, you know, take that extra second and and pause. It, it's it's better to 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 get it right the first time than to to create a big mess. Or as is like a former boss of mine used to always say, if you don't have time to do it right, when are you going to have time to do it again? <laughs> so you don't have time to take uh, take five or ten minutes to verify uh, that that email is legit. When are you going to have time to rebuild your computing system? John, I want to wrap up our conversation by circling back to the folks at home who have so many question marks. And you mentioned it with your home security system that you have on your computers. I'm not asking you to to deliver the brand or whatever it might be, but I thought maybe you could spend a moment talking about the importance of that and what you need on your computer as far as security standards. Oh, I, okay. I, well, the first thing is is you want to get some some antivirus. Um, uh, you know, there there are some some big names out there. You see them advertised on on TV, so you can you can pick pick from those. Um, the, you know, the big names in the business are Norton McAfee and uh, and AVG, and, and that would that provides a service we were talking about earlier. That 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 uh, has the list of signatures in there of the known viruses that are out there. So if something does get through, it's going to it's going to engage itself, and it's going to uh, it's going to quarantine it, move it over to to the bit bucket, if you will, um, and and so that's the main thing that that prevents anything that is known from from infecting your machine. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, getting a virtual private network, a VPN. We hear ads for them all the time, um, and and that is very much like the cone of silence on Get Smart. Um, that there is an encrypted tunnel between uh, your device and and whatever server you're connecting to and at least from the point of your phone or from your from your, from your home computer to wherever that data is going it is it is encrypted um, using military grade um, cryptology and and so if even if somebody does grab that data in transit they can't decipher it 